what is up everybody thank you uh, for tuning into the fathom beyond sunday podcast we're really excited about this new podcast it's really designed to, to just be very casual just a couple of leaders at fathom talking faith talking life talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on between monday through saturday not just on sunday so uh, tune in listen to the conversation open your heart and pray that that this really helps Welcome, welcome. This is Fathom Beyond Sunday, where we engage in conversations that take our walk beyond Sunday mornings and into deeper relationship with God. This week, you have Pastor Kyle Nelson. Hey, everybody. And Jackie Cobble here with you, hanging out and excited to talk about what God's been doing. We're trying to stay awake because it's the middle of the afternoon and yes. uh, the sugar is back in our veins. <laughs> And it's rainy. And, and it's rainy. Yeah. It's like foggy London town. That happens like once a few times a year around here where it's like yeah. the weatherman says it's like a <laughs> strong, warm weather from the south that comes up and <laughs> makes it super foggy. And Aren't we supposed to be getting an Arctic blast or something? I don't know. Yeah. But Patrick's been telling me all week that like it's going to snow next week. And I'm like, please stop it. It's not going to snow. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what... That's what they keep saying. But the reality is, is weathermen are like notoriously terribly wrong. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, we could talk <laughs> about the weather all day. We <laughs> talk about way more important things than weather. Not that the weather's not important, but hey, we talk about our relationship with God. <laughs> Which is way more important than the weather. Yeah. But sometimes it's fickle. And so, yeah. As I was say, <laughs> sometimes our relationship with God is just as changing rapidly yeah. and it's hard to get rhythm to it. Yeah. Um, but today we're talking about love because... This coming Sunday is Valentine's Day. Yes. So this conversation could go in a lot of different directions. <laughs> we kicked off a new series this past weekend called The Goat. That's uh, really around love and right. just uh, relationships. And Okay, for all those who are not into sports, you should probably explain what The Goat is. The Goat is the greatest of all time. But it's, <laughs> it's not just with sports. They use it in sports a lot. But people... How often do people outside it's of It's just become kind of that. a social media social media phenomenon, oh. you know, to use the goat. Or they'll actually put a picture of the goat, you know, talking about fill maybe, in the blank. Maybe I live under a rock. I mean, that's that's legitimately a it's thing. Possible. <laughs> it's possible. Because yeah, I didn't so, know what it was yeah, until I, Sunday. I think it gets used a lot for sports, but yeah, other things too, I yeah. think. I'm like, what's the goat? And then yeah. I was like, oh. Okay, there we, go. <laughs> there we go. Well, Paul said it first, that love is the goat. The greatest of these is love in the yes. first Corinthians chapter 13. So um, that's kind of our, our launching point for this conversation. Yep. But you kind of want to take it in a kind of particular direction today. Yeah. yeah, so we know that God's love is all-encompassing. It, it has no bounds. It has no, um, it has no, no ties, you know, it doesn't. We don't have to do anything to be loved by God. We are just loved by God. You know, John tells us we love because he first loved us. And so we don't have to do anything for it. But when we look at our society and we look at culture, love has been tied to this barter system. Like, I'll love you if, I'll love you when, you know, I'll love you, you know, and insert whatever mm. you've made your your barter tool in mm. love yeah you know and so something that i want to talk about is just how how do we get to that place where we've made love a barter system mm -hmm. i think that's the first question there are many questions yeah. to come but 
but but that's where I want to start is how do we make how did we get to a place where we've made love a barter system man there's a million different ways we could go yeah with this well I figure wherever we go it's going to be good because um (laughs) I mean there's a lot of reasons we get there and I don't think it's just one and there's still this pull of me that, that I mean so there's this one whole side of this conversation that is the internal eternal kind of human struggle yeah to work our way to God mm-hmm. and not realize that we can't he he came to us he came down to us we can't go up to him yes um he made that possible so it's always that yes it's, exactly. it's always that struggle that's for ages and ages you know for all of if human. i do this for god he'll love me yeah and i think and that has that has been since the fall of man that yeah. has been a struggle for so all people i think on one side of this circle we can kind of talk about all those things and then we can actually talk on the other side of this about what what do the scriptures actually teach and you know um there's a there's a real um long discourse that probably at the end of this series I'll, I'll get into, I'm not going to get into it this weekend, but later in the series, when Jesus is instituting the Lord's Supper, like, right, so we have four goth- gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm-hmm. Matthew, Mark, and Luke all record the communion scene, the washing yeah. of the disciples' feet and the breaking of bread. John doesn't record that, but he records all all of these words that Jesus says and all this teaching known as like the, uh, it's kind of like the final discourse, like to his disciples. I forget the exact discourse. It's called, um, yeah. What's it called there? It, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like his final, (laughs) I'm like, hold on, let me kind of party. (laughs) And, And it really begins in John chapter 13 goes through John 17. And I just, I, it's some of my favorite, passages of scripture i say that about all kinds of scriptures but <laughs> it's really a powerful section it's because all scripture is god breathing. i know it's amazing. i know i know <laughs> it is but um but he talks so much about love in there and he gets into a section where he says if you love me then you will yes so it's flowing out of love it's not how love is flowing in right so if we really study that and really reflect on our actions and motivations for how we approach God, how we r- approach goodness f- for God, we have to know that our love for God is our faith and actions are working hand in hand. You know, as as uh, James tells us that, you know, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. And so... I, I guess it could be said like sometimes like we need to be reminded that there's this other side of that too, that oftentimes I, I've had to be most honest with myself looking in the mirror and be like, actually, it's not that, oh, I love God. I just didn't do that this time. I actually have to, to look myself in the mirror sometimes and be like, I actually don't love God. I actually don't love this person as much as I say I do. Yes. And I can't just excuse all me, my behaviors. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. As if... No, no, I still love them, but I'm not doing anything to love them. So so my brain is just kind of parted down the middle in these two things, and I'm kind of in the middle, like 
Um, what was the question again? <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> where my head's at. So how do we get to a place where we are looking at love as a barter system? Yeah. Um, how, I, what, um, yeah. Know, that I, kind of. Yeah. And I, I was kind of starting where I probably wanted to start there um, because that's really all we've ever known. Like that's all, I don't know. Like many of us are shaped by our childhoods, you Absolutely. know, which, Hey, if you be good, right. Th- then I'll get you candy. Well, something that you know? I, yeah. Something that I often tell people is the enemy, the enemy is always using a counterfeit of what God has put True, in the world yeah. for us. Yeah. You know, sure. like, so when we read this, and I just pulled up the mm-hmm. scripture, you know, when we read this scripture, it says, you know, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Mm-hmm. And then it says, and I will ask the father mm-hmm. and he will give you another helper mm-hmm. to be with you forever. See, it, it's not that we are to keep his commandments just so that we are doing yeah. good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so that we can be filled with more of him. Well, and it's, we're actually incapable of doing it without the power of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Like in the day. Yes. He's given us every. And that's, and I think that's where like we struggle so much as people is we, we want to be loved. And if we use a barter, like if we use this barter system and we hand like one piece of it over and we say, okay, well, I'll love you if you do this. It means that they've got skin in the game Mm -hmm. and it makes us feel like there's, there's some sort of, um, back and forth. You know, where God's like, I never wanted you to love somebody because they loved you. I wanted you to love somebody because I loved you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. But we, but we don't want to be hurt. We don't want to be um, broken. Yeah. And God's, it's this constant, like, how do we, you so know. It, it starts, like, where does this come from? It starts from, like I said, this innate human thing where it feels like we've got to work our way to God it's reinforced by parental techniques yes absolutely and the way many have been raised mm-hmm. which is in this very much in that way just it's manipulation really when it comes down to it and right. and as parents I mean we both could probably say yeah I've done that before absolutely like just yes not because I'm in my best parenting mind right but literally because I'm being selfish in the moment frankly is what it comes down to well and part of it too is how we perceive it as children mm-hmm. because the reality is is our parents could love us unconditionally but there is there are things that we still have to do Mm-hmm. as children that yeah. are required of us yeah. as you know yeah. and and them p- their punishment or their um correction looks like oh i'm losing love because i didn't do this yeah and so we perceive it as yeah, yeah. i'm being loved because i'm doing these yeah. things and, and that's, that's not really what it is yeah exactly and that's yeah. not what it is at all but as children we didn't process that. And that's not everybody's parents. Some parents right. no. were very oh, much. Absolutely. There is, I mean, yeah. yes. Yeah. 1000%. But for sure in good parenting situations, even they're doing it unconditionally, just teaching and training. And yet still these other messages are go there. And then I would say it also gets reinforced in a lot of church environments too. Oh yes. I mean, Oh yes. Uh, oh my gosh. I mean, they, they walk in here one after the next of people who have been manipulated. Mm hmm. And um, just spiritually abused. Yeah, you see it in like serving when people are like, "Well, I don't want to, I don't want to serve because I don't want to get, I don't want to get back into that." Like I don't. Yeah, um, they just, um, yeah, they're they're scared to death of of 
um, I don't know. There's there's just yeah. so there's so much baggage, Absolutely. you know, church baggage that goes along with that. Um, where it hasn't been unconditional, it's very been barter, and um, yeah, yeah. So I, I I think it comes from just this process, this internal, and then getting reinforced in a lot of places, and us trying to find um, some kind of answer to this hole in our heart um, and and where we're not receiving the love of the Father, you know, his agape love. And it's kind of, we're just resulting to these other methods and these counterfeits, yep. as you said, that they don't satisfy and they don't fill us. And that's what we know. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and we don't know, we don't know the real thing. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. So as believers then, like how... How do we, um, how do we love people and how do we receive love Yeah. when we're kind of stuck in that barter mindset? Um, I, you know, I, 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 when folks are going through like getting prepared to, to be married and we're not talking about all about marriage right now, but, um, I really try to help them understand because I think this goes beyond marriage. I think it goes to all of our human relationships, particularly in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, well, marriage is basically a symbolic representation of our relationship. Yeah, that's what Paul said, God. Ephesians yeah. 5, yeah, for sure. Um, is that the body of Christ are all, it's all these vessels of God's love. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these vessels of God's love. And when we kind of see that, and, and so many of us, we don't, we don't like we attend a, a church on Sunday or we're online or something and mm-hmm. we're not in any kind of community in which, or, or we come to a church and we look to give and we look to serve and, um, but then we can't, we can't receive back, you know, we, and so I think when we begin to understand that, Hey, actually all these people surrounding me, Jackie over here and, and Jeff mm-hmm. over here and this person over here, they're all vessels of God's love. to to me not that this world's wrapped around me but for every single one of us i see in which when when we're interacting i know that i'm a vessel of god's love to you absolutely if you're a believer you're a vessel of god's love to everyone you come in contact with. absolutely absolutely and so but but i'm just saying like in the church it's it's this mutually yes you know, mutual affection is the word, or brotherly love. Yes, that'll sometimes get translated to love each other with brotherly love. Mutual affection is what Paul's saying. It's yes. where it goes both ways. It's it's not just one sided. Um, and so I think it's having a mindset, and understanding that that's how God's created the church. That's how God's created us as humans. Um, is that we receive that love from Him, and we need that directly from our Father. Right. And remind ourselves that we are his beloved, um, but also just posturing ourselves in humility and not in independence, but interdependence with the body of Christ that, yes. I, you know, just having the mindset that I, I need these people. And I, I think just a deep, deep working of humility, Yes, you know, I, I think is where it begins. I mean, there's all these kind of other things beyond that, but I, I think it starts with just the posture of the heart and not being prideful and saying, mm-hmm. I don't need you, you know, like, like don't, the hand doesn't, you know, the foot doesn't say to the hand, I don't need you, or the heart doesn't right. say to the lungs, I don't need you. No, no. We need, we each, need other. each other. Yeah. I think that's really cool because I, and I think when we talk about receiving love, 
in the body of Christ. It's not hard to take and, hey, I love you. Hey, I, I want to hang out with you. I like you a lot, that kind of thing. But when we see the exchange of tangible representations of love. So like we, you know, our family is in the process of becoming missionaries mm-hmm. and that looks like we're living completely on support. Mm-hmm. Well, for for me, it wasn't as big of a deal because God has already worked through a lot of this stuff through having kids and not being able to yeah. do the things I can, you know, yeah. like yeah. after you have a baby, it's really hard Takes to a function. Yes. Like yeah. God has just poured out like people who would just bring food to our house just mm-hmm. so to be like, Hey, so that you don't have to make dinner tonight. Here you go. Like I, I've gone through all of that, but my husband, you know, he really hasn't, he hasn't reaped the benefits of that. You know, like he just, he just knows that he had food today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but as we've been raising support, you know, it was, it was a real struggle for him at first yeah. to be able to say, I'm willing to let you give me money so that we can live, you know, especially as someone who feels, you know, very strongly that it is his responsibility mm-hmm. yeah. to provide for us. Yeah. Um, just the, the simple, um, recognition and giving God glory for how he's providing for us. We, we, yes. You know what I mean? And, and how he's loving us through other people. We, we, we rob ourselves and we rob God of that glory. Um, we rob ourselves of that, that joy, well, but then we, we steal it from the person who's, yep, you know, exactly. blessing and, and trying to show love to us. And, um, that's what really hit home yeah. was when like all these homeschool moms, like, cause I had always been the person that was like, no, no, we don't, we're, we don't really need your help. Like, to me one day and she's like if you don't let me bring at that point yeah I was like okay you can bring whatever you want over to my house like for sure and and I think most of us were just unwilling to have relationships in which we're not at a position of strength. Yes, absolutely. Because we're not in control. And because we're prideful. Yeah. I, and, mm-hmm. you know, and because we don't want to be seen as weak. We don't want to be seen as needing. Yes. Um, but... Uh, yeah yeah and the reality of the gospel is that we're all weak and we're yes all vulnerable and we're all needing the love and affection and grace of our heavenly father (laughs) and salvation from him alone above every other thing in this world and so man the foot of the cross is just where that's all just (laughs) you know settled that score is settled and those you know, that hardness of our heart. And that's just frankly what it is. It's hardness of our heart. And I've been there before, mm-hmm. um, in which I didn't want to receive help. I didn't want to tell people I, I needed help. Um, I didn't want to admit to the hurt I was dealing with or the struggle I was battling. I didn't want to admit it. And, um, man, that's a hard and bitter and lonely place to be. And, but, um, we get to those places in which, uh, someone meets us in it and like bust through the wall for us. You so know? that's, that's a great transition to the next question. Yeah. How, how do we love people who are there, who are stuck in that barter mentality or stuck in a place of pride or stuck in a place of um, control yeah. or unwillingness to be vulnerable? Like all of those things, how do we love them Yeah. in that moment? Yeah. It takes, 
I I mean, Paul said it really well. <laughs> it's patient yep. and it's kind. kind. Hopes all things. It's not easily angered. It's going to persevere. Endures all things. It's not going to keep record. I mean, just, mm-hmm. I mean, his description there, I, I think it's far more of a description than it is a definition. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think is a great just guidance for us on how yes. do we, I mean, I hate to just be that simple. Oh, yeah. Um, but if you start reading and trying to apply those, you'll realize they're not so simple. They're actually quite hard Yeah. Oh yeah. to do one of them, let alone all of them on a regular mm-hmm. basis. So don't get tired of reading those and yeah. meditating on those because they will um, take your lunch money every single day. <laughs> they really will. They well, really will. <laughs> it's so funny because I think about like so many times we get blocked in those relationships. We get blocked in that like oh, well, this person won't let me love them and they just don't, because they don't like me or because of this or because of that. And we start to think about things that we're like, oh, it's because of this or it's because of that. And it builds like a wall before we even get to a point where we can speak into yeah, them. Yeah. And and when we look at that verse in Corinthians, it says love hopes all things. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if it hope or it believes all things, if we believe if we begin to believe lies about them that we, cause we don't really know where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. So instead what we should be saying, okay, we, we hope, I hope that what they're actually thinking is that they're scared or they're hurt or they're afraid, you know, yeah. or they're, or they're living under something that we don't even understand. Yeah. And, and I think we waste a lot of energy trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know and I mean? it's not our responsibility. It's not. I mean, it's really not. Um, and we're all wired a little bit differently. And, and I've had seasons. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I definitely have a lot of times in which I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure it all out. Oh, yeah. I'm jumping over all these hurdles to, I'm get an me, mind. to get me to the place in which I'm actually going to follow through on the love and service to someone who's maybe not wanting to receive it, mm-hmm. trying to figure that out. And I'm trying to strategize my way into serve somebody and love somebody, right? Yeah. First of all, that's a pretty holy pursuit in one yeah. glimpse. But, but we also <laughs> but 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 we also spend a lot of energy wasted yeah, in absolutely. the wrong direction. A lot of sideways energy mentally, emotionally, spiritually and um really like it's just freely get it's not about us. Um, it's not about us. And the thing is, is if we were just to love the person, however God is asking us to love them Mm -hmm. through tangible means, through just a pat on the back, through words of encouragement, whatever it is, if he wants us to know, we'll know it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he'll, he'll give us the information we need in whatever way is easiest for us to understand. We don't actually need to sit over here and analyze what's happening. Mm -hmm. What we need to do is just jump in and be obedient Mm -hmm. and he'll be like, okay, and this is why, you know, now speak to this. Because what I've found is when we meet the tangible need in love, God often will back that up by meeting a spiritual need Mm -hmm. like that tangible representation of love makes way for the spiritual representation of love that we didn't even know that they needed and we couldn't have unless we did the tangible representation if you love me you'll obey you know (laughs) yeah you obey my commands i mean that's um uh, what it is so um yeah so i i think it's but but I think you could also say like what do I not need to do and, and oh, it's, I don't absolutely. I don't need to bully my way in here oh, I gosh, I don't need to try to prove a point to them no I I don't need to keep record of what I've done for them and they've mm-hmm. never said anything 
Yep. You know, I you know, and if we start getting through those, we'll realize we do a lot of things on the don't. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, absolutely. And a lot of trying to figure it out between here and actually the things we are to do. And, it, and it's not just what we do, but it's there's so many of those. They're they're not things to do. They're actually attitudes and postures of our heart. Yes. It's and that's really where love yeah. is real. Mm-hmm. Is yes. not in what we're doing, but it's the attitude and the spirit in which we're doing it. Well, and I feel like everything in the Bible, none of it is about what we do. It's all about the posture of our heart. It's all about... Yeah, because everything is going to flow out of that. Exactly. I mean, what, what you'll do is be in good, in good you know, keeping if the heart is right. I mean, guard your heart for yeah. everything else flows from it. I have a friend who, you know, she was like well, I can't do this for God because if I do it, then it's not going to be perfect. Or if I I can't do this for God because if I do, I'm going to fail in this way. And I was like, look, God doesn't really mind if you fail. All he wants is that you would incline yourself to him and love him. And when you do that, you're going to be obedient to him. And if you mess up, it's not because you meant to mess up. It's because you're human Mm-hmm. And that happens. Yeah. And God came to forgive you for that already. Mm-hmm. And so he wants to see that you're loving him and you're moving in the direction towards intimacy with him. And the failures come, but you just let them, you let God cover those. Yeah, for sure. And and, and those vary in weight and size and Absolutely. particularities, yeah. you know, um, he he's not surprised by our human weakness, right? Absolutely he's, not. Not in the least bit. So we can we can continue on in that battle to obey fully, you right. know, what he's called us to do. So something that we as people get entrenched in, um, in relationship is expectation. Mm-hmm. There's a level of expectation in every single relationship. And I think that some most often we tie it to our love for that person when that's really not what we're meaning to do most of the time. I feel Mm -hmm. like most people's heart is not to be like, I will love you only when you do these things. Like, I don't feel like people really want Uh, that, but we do like, it's something that we do without even thinking about it. Yeah. So how do we, um, how do we give love freely while still having expectations because expectations are necessary part for relationships. Part of life. Yeah. Part of life. I mean, if my husband, uh, I expect him to do certain things in our home. If yeah. he doesn't, then chaos ensues. Yeah. You know, but my, my love isn't tied to that. Mm-hmm. But how do we separate the two? How do we help other people see that those two things are separate? Yeah. You know, because I get frustrated. You know, when, when things don't happen the way I want, I get frustrated and mm-hmm. it's hard to be like, I love you, but I, but I, but I'm also, yeah, yeah, re- but I'm also mad. I'm also mad because my expectations weren't met yeah. and, uh, agreed upon expectations, unsaid, unmet mm-hmm. expectations. Well, so I'm going to share an example. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that'd be I'm great. Gonna, um, so we were writing a curriculum together. Okay, no, I didn't know where you were going, but now I know exactly where you're going, yeah. (laughs) So, um, and I failed, like I failed to meet a deadline. And I remember, and I think this is, this is one of the, I think this is one of the best things for our relationship that could have ever happened, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because you just came to me and you were like, look, I'm mad. And and I could see it all over your face. You were mad. And, but you were like, (laughs) that doesn't change 
the fact that I love you and that we are friends. Yeah. But I'm mad at you right now. Yeah. And I need you to know that I'm mad and I'm not happy this happened. Yeah. And I was like, well, that was terrible and also amazing. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, and in that moment it was like, oh, okay. That's what, that's what true, that's what true love looks like. That's mm. what loving people the way God has asked us to love them looks like. Mm. You know, I got it right once. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, hey, yeah. it did a lot for me. Like God just spoke to me a lot in that moment. And, yeah. I, you know, like because I could you were really bad. No, uh, <laughs> up to that point. I mean, honestly, I, and I honestly haven't reflected this a lot. Um, but here we'll, we'll, it helps a lot to put this stuff in real life conversation. I mean, like real life action stuff that really happens. Yeah. In between two and us, yeah. you and I, this makes it even better. So I'm glad you brought it up. Um, up, up until that point, I feel like, you know, in our relationship, your our relationship as pastor and, and a leader in our church, I, I, I felt like, and probably in a lot of ways, um, there, I, there were some other th- expectations I probably had not communicated well. So I felt like that was a, a defining point. And I felt like from that point on, it was a, a time for both of us were like vulnerable, a lot more vulnerability could happen. Absolutely. And yes. And you know, cause I, I think that's one thing is being able to express the emotion side yeah. and that. And, and I, I think what, what I've learned just over the years is just how important it is to express our expectations, Yes, you know, and could, because I think when we express them out loud, they're going to tell us if those are unreasonable expectations. Yes, absolutely. You, you know, <laughs> I feel like I have over the years been like, I cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and certainly, and, and, um, so it, it's so important because we really do. We have so many unreasonable expectations, all, all of yes. us for other people. And we carry over even expectations we don't have for ourselves. We have for other people. Yep. You know, yes. like we don't see the mess that we create around the house. We just see the mess. Yep. The other person creates around the house. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. we don't even look at our mess. Yep. Right. But we have an expectation that they're going to pick up literally every sock in the house, you know, yep. that's Absolutely. theirs or not theirs. You know what I mean? But so we, we carry over these unreasonable expectations and find ourselves just really. Well, it's cool because we went on, we did, we did this, I, me and a few friends hosted a women's retreat this mm-hmm. weekend and we were coming back and, you know, I had a friend say, you know, I just, I had, I walked in the door and I saw my husband and he was just sitting there and instead of getting upset and frustrated, I just walked up to him and said, Hey, can you get up and give me a hug or help me? (laughs) And and I was like, that is the best thing you could have ever done. I was like, because instead of coming in and getting mad because he didn't get up and give you a hug or because he didn't get up and help you, like he didn't know what you wanted. I mean, men and women think drastically different a lot, you know? So, you know, and and I told, I told one of my friends, I was like, you know, the best thing that you can do for your marriage is just be, just be honest with what you want. Mm-hmm. Like if you want him to come home every day and give you a hug, then tell him that. Yeah. Like it's unfair for to be like, well, I expect him to come home every day yeah. and give me a hug as soon as he walks in the door. There's some good Valentine's Day ex- advice yeah. for some married <laughs> there couples you go. there. Yeah. You know, like because 
he doesn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I love my husband, but yeah. he is not intuitive on certain things, yeah. you know, like, and that's okay yeah. because I'm not intuitive on certain things. Yeah. Like there's certain things that I'm sure he wants me to do that if he doesn't tell me, Hey Jackie, but he's really great about being like, Hey, can you do this, this, and yeah, this? Yeah. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm like, no, <laughs> Yeah. depending on what it is. Right. Yeah. Um, man, this expectation stuff's a, a big deal and God's really broken so much stuff in my life because I was just constantly, you know, frustrated and, and having to wrestle with this balance, um, as a pastor, as a leader, mm-hmm. um, right. As a Christian, I'm called to love and, I, and I'm guessing some business leaders or people in other leadership positions, they feel the same way with people that are leading. Like, Hey, I have to lead this person and care for them. Mm-hmm. And as a Christian, I want to love them well. But I've also got to call them to the carpet. Yes. I've also got to do it. And mm-hmm. there's a real, feels like a real tension there. It feels like a real rub at times. And, um, you know, sometimes the best thing that we can do for people is to set them free. Is to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I think really understanding that the just there's a love is not just. It's it's not just when everything's good. Like loving people with the truth is a part of it. Loving yes. people with honesty, and it's not one or the other. It's you know. So Chris Hodges uh, says, uh, "What did he say? Love without truth is meaningless, mm-hmm. and truth without love is is, is mean. Is mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and, and I've just always wrestled with this. I mean, because mm-hmm. I've just been you know dealing with this for a long time and had a mentor of mine just say, Hey, like when you're doing what's best for them, like genuinely what's best for them. And as a leader, you have to do what's best for the organization. There's always that too. But when you're caring for people, you're always thinking what's best for them and and guiding them. What do they need to hear? What's the truth they need to hear? What do we need to talk about? I think it, it resolves that tension and helps us, you know, make the the hard decisions yeah, and the hard absolutely. conversations that have to be had to resolve that, that tension that seems to be between those two. And sometimes it's just hard decisions that have to be made in both ways, but, um, but it's important and, uh, and God's grace is, uh, you know, there to guide us and all that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good stopping point for today. Okay, cool. Um, I feel like we covered a lot of ground. (laughs) I hope that you were encouraged by this. I hope that you found um, at least one thing God can pull out for this week for you to really think think on and to just ask him to draw you into it, you know, in your own relationships. Um, So we love you guys. We pray that you are um, encouraged by this and we will talk to you next week.